You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Do you receive that? So you can see that the enemy is at work. If you understand, uh, if you understand the scriptures and you also understand, in fact, if you understand prophetic scriptures, there are, there are many things, there are many things that you see, especially when you read the book of Revelations and each time you see certain things in a vision or in a dream, they're speaking of certain kinds of spirits. And whenever such spirits are released over the earth, they, 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 they have a mission. They have a mission. It's like when, they, um, when the violence broke out in Egypt years ago. How many people remember? Yeah, when there was an uprising in Egypt... You know, I, I, saw, I saw a video of um, a horse, a pale horse that was going around the square in Egypt. And this horse was driving, was riding through the people. You could see that this is a spirit. And there was somebody riding on it. And when you go to the book of Revelation, you see that this is the spirit of death. So that, that spirit was riding, and as it was riding, the mob was just busy killing, killing, killing. A lot of violence was happening as that horse was moving. And then it rode and then went up like that and disappeared. But it's in, interesting that the cameras caught it. And I believe that God allowed that for a reason. God allowed that for a reason. You won't see this in the media because they don't understand such things and they don't want to... Uh, they don't want to confirm the Word of God. But I'm telling you what we are witnessing, it's a, it's, it's, it's a move of the enemy. Forget about all the reasons and the excuses that are going on. Oh, it's your fault, it's my fault. It's this. That's not the main thing. The main thing is that the enemy wants to hijack the destiny of this nation. And we're not going to allow that to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. So my message tonight is take up a lamentation for South Africa. Somebody say take up a lamentation for South Africa. So we need to take up a lamentation. When I say lamentation, what am I talking about? It's a biblical, it's a biblical word and it simply, it simply means a deep sense of grief. A deep sense of loss. All right? So when you lament, it is, it is like every part of you is involved. And that's what we need to do for this nation. We need to do that. Why? Because God has a purpose for this nation. And I believe that it, it's because the enemy sees what God wants to do. And that's why he's stepping in and he's trying to quickly, quickly sow seeds that by the time they germinate, they will, they will take the nation in a different direction. So you need to learn to see things with a prophetic eye because you don't just look at things and just say what everybody is saying. Ask God, God, what are you saying about this? What are you saying in the midst of this? So we need to take up a lamentation. 
and this week, we're going to spend time praying. We're going to pray for this nation. We're going to pray for this land. We're lamenting. Why? When, when you lament, it's, it's, it's because of a deep sense of loss. It's a deep sense of loss because this nation is about to lose something. And we don't want it to happen. The Lord said to me that the soul of this nation has been wounded. It has been wounded and it needs to be healed. And the worship team, I, I just bless God, you know, they just, they're just flowing. We didn't discuss. And that song from Novel D you did, that was great. If, if there's a time we need intervention, it's now. You know, it's been happening over the years. Each time it happens, and it, it, you know, after some time it dies down. Then after another year or two, it comes up again. Then it comes up again. Let me tell you this. There's a spiritual principle, right? There's a spiritual principle which you need to understand. When things begin to happen repeatedly, you know what? It, it, it begins to create something in the realm of the spirit. It begins to create something in the realm of the spirit. And what that can constitute might not be what you want, especially if it's negative. For example, continuous disobedience leads to slavery. It leads to slavery to whatever you are obeying. So if you disobey God continuously, you are obeying another law. And as, as you continue to obey that law, what happens is that that which you obey legally now has power over you. According to Romans chapter, chapter 6, verse 16. Hallelujah. So when you continue, for example, if you continue to pray consistently, you maintain that and you sustain that after some time, in the realm of the Spirit, you can create a portal. Amen. You can create a portal for divine encounters. You can create a portal for miracles. You can create a portal for manifestations of God. It's like you've now erected an altar. Now, if you were here when I did the teaching on altars, altars are powerful. But when you erect an altar, it creates an open heavens. Huh? The, the heavens open over that place. And that's why you see someone like, uh, like uh, Jacob, when he, when he left home and at night slept, he fell asleep, he took... He took a stone, he used it for a pillow, and he slept. And you know what happened? He saw the heavens open, and he saw angels ascending and descending. That was the same place where Abraham erected an altar. So, spiritually, when you begin to do something, it can now become an altar. Now, it can be positive and it can be negative. So when we continue to shed blood, shed blood, we continue to do that, what happens is that it becomes an altar for Satan. Do you understand what I'm saying? It becomes an altar for Satan, and then it now becomes a portal for hell to begin to visit the land. It becomes a portal for hell to begin to visit the land, and we don't want that. Hallelujah. We don't want that. That's why we need to take up a lamentation. We need to take up a lamentation and cry. Cry for this land. 
cry for this land. Why? Because God wants to do things and Satan has his own plans. And we don't want to see the plans of Satan come to pass. Hallelujah. So we're going to take up a lamentation for South Africa. And we say, Satan, you're not going to have this land. How many people say that? You agree? All right. We say, you are not going to have this land. Not under my watch. Somebody say, not under my watch. Hallelujah. Not in my name. Hallelujah. So, the violence against women, is, it, it, we cannot allow that to continue. We, we cannot allow that. It's, 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 not a, it's not okay. No matter what, it's not okay. Violence against foreigners, it's not okay. There's no excuse. There is no reason that will you know, we'll make it okay. You cannot justify a wrong. Are you getting me? And you don't... <clears throat> and, I, and, I, and I know sometimes there have been some provocations here and there, but it's like, it's like a, uh, a man and a woman, and the man, you know, things happen, and then he starts beating the woman. It, it, it's not okay. You, you, you can't do that. If you do that in this church, you, you need deliverance. You have no right. You are sick if you do things like that. I don't care how provoked you are. You, you can never be more provoked than God. What the church does to God, if God should react the way you react to your wife or your spouse, you won't be alive. Are you getting me? So I want you to know that we don't take our cue from society. We look at the word of God, which is the perfect law of liberty. You cannot justify this. We need to lament for this. We need to lament and plead to God to visit this land. We need to lament. Don't allow the enemy to rule under your watch. You are a king in God's kingdom. You have authority and you are there to represent God. You must arrest that situation so that the kingdom of God will manifest wherever you are. That is God's will. Hallelujah. And I know that, 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 that the government, you know, it's beyond them. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. I'm telling you, it's a spirit. So we need to pray for them. That God will give them wisdom to sort this thing out. And I know as we pray, God is going to give them, a, give them solutions. This is the time for the Josephs of our time to arise. Men and women of solutions. 
that will bring the mind of God, that will bring the wisdom of God. So we need to lament this wickedness and this evil. The only person celebrating is the devil. Hallelujah. And, 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 and this nation doesn't need unnecessary enemies. Yeah, I mean, I've been in this nation since, since when? 2000? Yeah, since 2000. And I've only met good people. Hallelujah. Amen. So I cannot allow what I, what I see on the screen or on some people's phones to now determine my perception of you. It's wrong. Wrong is wrong. Hallelujah. Amen. So... We need to take up a lamentation. The first person in the Bible that I realized that took a lamentation was David. David took up a lamentation when the news broke to him that Saul and Jonathan had been killed in battle. Now remember that Saul was someone that was after the life of David. David was running from one wilderness to the other. From one cave to the other. Just to preserve his life. Alright? And this was Saul. And David knew that he had been an anointed king. David knew that he had been an anointed king. And guess what? When Saul died, if it were some of us, you say good, good, good readings. Is that not so? Good readings. My. Huh. Finally. But not David. God has intervened. God has taken away my sorrows. God has given me a breakthrough. God has killed this man for me. No. Not David. And that's to tell you the kind of heart he had. One of the things we need to believe God for is that God will heal the heart of this nation. Yeah. Look at 2 Samuel chapter, chapter 1. First of all, the person that brought the news to David, David ensured that he got killed. <laughs> because this guy comes to David and he, he, he tells him of how he killed Saul. And if, whether he was lying or telling the truth, he was, telling the, he was giving the message to the wrong kind of person. So he thought that David was going to give, reward him for killing Saul. He says, you were not afraid to touch the Lord's anointed. Your own mouth. Uh, you, you, you have the audacity to come and tell me this. And he made sure that this guy got killed. That's the man that has been chasing him for years. To kill him. There's something about the heart of David. We need to learn from. Okay. And look at what he, he does in uh, chapter 1, 2 Samuel chapter 1 from verse 17. Then David lamented with this lamentation over Saul and over Jonathan his son. And he told them to teach the children of Judah the song of the bow. He composed a song and called it the song of the bow. 
and let them teach all the children that <laughs> this, is, this is his response to the death of his enemy. Are you getting my point? This is his response to the death of his enemy. And indeed, it is written in the book of Joshua. And this is the song. It says, the beauty of Israel is slain on the high places. How the mighty have fallen. Tell it not in Gath. Gath is the land of the Philistines. He said, tell it not in, in Gath. Proclaim it not in the street of Ascalon. Lest the daughters of the Philistines rejoice. Lest the daughters of the uncircumcised triumph. He, he's responding. I believe the majority of us here, if not all of us, would celebrate. If we were in David's shoes. Knowing fully well that he was anointed king. Years ago. For decades. This guy was, I mean he had been king. Anointed king. But yet, he never. And God, God even gave him opportunities to kill Saul. But he didn't. Didn't touch him. Two times. Hmm? And look at what he says. He said, oh, mountains of Gibor, let there be no dew, nor rain upon you, nor fields of offerings. For the shield of the mighty is cast away, the shield of Saul. Not anointed with oil. From the blood of the slain, from the fat of the mighty, the bow of Jonathan did not turn back, and the sword of uh, of Saul did not return empty. Saul and Jonathan were beloved and pleasant in their lives. Was Saul pleasant? Hello, David. What are you talking about? Learn to see good in people. Okay? <clears throat> so, um, where am I? Verse, verse 23. Okay. Saul and Jonathan were beloved and pleasant in their lives. Yes? And in their death, they were not divided. They were swifter than eagles. They were stronger than lions. What kind of poetry is this? David, what's wrong with you? But that's to tell the kind of heart he had. And this is a lamentation. He's lamenting. And this is the song he says they should teach the people. Not to rehearse the evils of Saul. Are you getting my point? Not to teach them the, the evils of Saul, but to, to, to look at what he's giving them. What kind of a man is this? May God give us this kind of heart. May God give us this kind of heart. Some of us are too critical. Too critical for our own good. May God deliver us from that kind of spirit. And give us the kind of heart that David had. Oh, daughters of, of Israel, weep over Saul. 
Who clothe you with scarlet, with luxury? Who put ornaments of gold on your apparel? How the mighty have fallen in the midst of battle. Jonathan was slain in your high places. I am distressed for you, my brother Jonathan. You have been very pleasant to me. Your love to me was wonderful, surpassing the love of women. How the mighty have fallen and the weapons of war perished. This, this is David lamenting the death. It, it, this is with deep... When the, whenever you see the word lamentation in the Bible or lament, it, it's the deepest emotions. The deepest sense of loss. The deepest sense of grief. He, he's, this is how to mourn. Really mourn. And Jesus said, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. And we read that place, we think that it's only about mourning for the dead. No. It's mourning about situations. It's mourning about situations. You need to have a heart that mourns. A heart that can be moved with evil. Amen? So this is, this is, this is the first person, the first person in the Bible that actually expressed his lamentation like this. David. I expect that at this time, with this kind of things, you know, the, the poets will come up with poetry and begin to lament. I expect, you know, musicians to come up with songs and begin to lament. I expect preachers to come up with messages and begin to lament. You know, I expect the saints to come up and begin to speak and to begin to lament. Hallelujah. If you're going to cry, cry for something that is worth crying for. Don't be crying for, because the devil is after you all day long. That, that is not, that's, that's wasting your tears. Use your tears for something meaningful. Hallelujah. So, David lamented the death of Saul, who was after his life, and his covenant brother, Jonathan. I, I, I mean, I would understand if he lamented Jonathan and celebrated Saul's death. But no, he didn't do that. Both of them, he lamented. And he spoke good things about them. Hallelujah. So if, if, if you are from another country and now you begin to speak bad things about South Africa, you have a problem. Hello? Yeah, stop it. Have the heart of David. Glory to God. Look for the good. If you don't have anything good to say, keep quiet. But find something good to say. Glory to God. And if you're a South African, if you, I mean, I've been defrauded a few times in this land. But I cannot take that and then now, you know, begin to use it to now say, hey, every South African. Yeah, I remember the first time I got defrauded in Cape Town. My God, this guy was so trustworthy. 
very trustworthy. If you met him, you would think you met an angel in person. Yeah, but he defrauded me. No, it didn't make me to now say, oh, well, you know, everybody in South Africa is, is a crook. No. I guess it was a learning experience for me. And, you know, I have this principle. If you steal anything from me, what you have still stolen is less than what I have. Nobody can steal everything you have. Unless it's so small. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it's, it's... So, I mean, I have a friend whose, whose shop was looted. And, you know, several times I've helped him in the past. And I know how he struggled to get these things. And now it's like things are picking up. He has to start all over. But guess what? He is more than what was taken. The same God that provided will provide again. The same ability that he had to get that is still there. He, the ability was not stolen. Come on. Remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. So the, uh, wealth is not ability. It's ability that brings wealth. Let's not mistake things. Hallelujah. So the ability is not stolen. It's like, it's like Isaac. You know, those guys, they were xenophobic. And they kept, they kept taking from him his wells. And the wells that his father dug. They took it and then he moved. He wasn't bitter. He just moved on. Hallelujah. If you know anybody that has suffered loss, tell them to move on. There is another well. Glory to God. There is another well. It only takes just to move on. Because there are many wells. Don't be stuck in the past. Don't waste your experiences. Don't waste your sorrows. Don't waste your losses. They can all be used by God. Amen. Glory to God. Never, never, never find yourself in a place where you have lost and you cannot rise up anymore. I don't care what it is you have lost. It might be a relationship. It might be a marriage. It might be a business. It might even be a life. God is able. God is able to bring back into your life what that person was meant to represent in your life. He can bring it in another form. Don't beat yourself. Glory to God. But we need to start by lamenting. I'm telling you, the enemy really is wicked. And he wants to take over. And if the church will not wake up and take her place, we can lose this land. But say, not under my watch. watch. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Not under my watch. We're not going to allow it to happen. Should I give you another example of a lamentation? Let's look at Habakkuk. 
There are several people that lamented. And the prophet Jeremiah even wrote a whole book called Lamentations. That should tell you how serious la- lamentation is and how biblical it is. He, whole, he wrote a whole book of, of tears. and He was called a weeping prophet. Habakkuk chapter 1. In Habakkuk, we see this prophet. <laughs> uh, let's read from verse 1. The burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. Look at him. He says, O Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? Even cry out to you, violence, and you will not save. It seems as if this guy is South African. Huh? He says, why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble for plundering? Huh? That's looting. Huh? And violence are before me. Huh? Lord, I've been crying since. Why have you allowed this to happen? He's lamenting here. Glory to God. He's lamenting. He says, Therefore the law is powerless. Does it not seem like that? It's as if the law is powerless. He said, oh well, you know, we reported this rule to the police and you know, they, they, they're still here. It's as if the law is now powerless. And this is, this, this is, this is like thousands of years ago. About 3,000 years ago. And look at this. Is this huh? It says, And justice never goes forth. Justice never goes forth. Huh? For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, Perverse judgment proceeds. Can you see? He is lamenting. And that's how. That's, that's, that's what some of... That, it's like this guy is echoing some, some of the words that many people are saying in their secret places, in their conversations. Am I not correct? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if this, guy, if this guy is a drug pusher, arrest him. Lock him up. Come on. There is a law. Deal with that. Catch all of them. Huh? But don't let the innocent suffer for that. Glory to God. Wrong is wrong, no matter what color it looks like. No matter what country it comes from, wrong is wrong. Am I correct? Hallelujah. So, Habakkuk lamented. He was lamenting. Now, I I don't want to go into God's response. Read it on your own. God replies him. But God's reply was that there's going to be an invasion. Wow. He's going to send another nation to invade the land. 
A wicked king is going to come to invade the land. Nebuchadnezzar from Babylon is going to come and he will invade the land. All these authorities, Habakkuk, you are complaining about. Let me show you what's going to happen to them. This is the judgment that is coming. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So you, so you need to interpret things prophetically. Then you know what God is doing. And you know what the enemy is doing as well. And you know how to respond to what is going on. So it's not ordinary. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's not ordinary. Hallelujah. Amen. It is not ordinary. Let me show you another lamentation. This is Jesus himself, our Lord. Hmm? Jesus, our Lord, lamenting. He lamented. Look at Matthew chapter 23. Mighty God, mighty God, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Look at 23 verse 37 of Matthew. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her cheeks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. This is a lamentation. Jesus is lamenting over the, the city of Jerusalem. The same city. This is the one that, that, that celebrated. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the son of David. You remember that? And he came riding on a donkey. But the same Jerusalem rejected him. It's the same Jerusalem that said crucify him. The same people. The same people that celebrated his uh, his, his coming are the ones that asked for him to be crucified. For what? He was sent to help them. And he says, Jerusalem has this reputation of killing prophets. Killing the prophets that are sent to her to help her. And now they're about to kill him. The salvation of the world. <laughs> the prophet of prophets. <laughs> So he is lamenting because he knows what is going to come as a result of them rejecting him. Let me tell you something. When God sends somebody and you reject that person, there are consequences. There are consequences. Some of these people, I, I mean, I didn't choose to be here, to be honest. I had a vision. A Macedonia called vision. In which a man said to me, come over to South Africa and help us. That's why I'm here. It's not because of anything. I'm not looking for greener pastures. Hallelujah. I was okay. I wasn't suffering. I wasn't in need. I wasn't in lack. I was, I'm not looking. For, I'm not an economic refugee. I'm not an economic migrant. Glory to God. 
I'm very comfortable. I don't come from a poor family. Are you following me? By God's grace, God has helped me. So I, I didn't come looking for anything. It's just in obedience to the vision and the call of God. That's all. I remember one day at the airport, this immigration officer. By the way, I've had my experiences with them. And God bless them. I love them. <laughs> I have the heart of David for this land. So, I'm, I'm just there. All he needs to do is to stamp my passport. That's all. He says, what are you doing here? Why? Why are you here? What do you do? I said, oh, I'm a pastor. Why can't you pastor in your country? Why, why do you come here to pastor? I said, there's no need discussing with this man. Because obviously his level of reasoning. Is it him? I'll not start telling Macedonia called vision. And I, 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 can't, I can't explain that to him. You know? I can't explain that. So what do I do? I just smile and I laugh. He stamped it and I went. Glory to God. But it's the level of ignorance. That's all. Glory to God. So you don't... Some of the people... Who knows some of the people that have been killed? You know? Could they be some of the solutions that God sent to this land? Could they be? The Lord told me many years ago, still in Cape Town, says, you are here because of, as an answer to some people's prayers. That's why I sent you here. Some people prayed, and you are the answer to that prayer. Now, I don't... I, so, you, you know, when people make statements, just don't... Uh, try to educate them. Help them to understand. Glory to God. Because at the end of the day, the land will profit. Amen. The land will benefit the economic activities. Amen? God, 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 I have discovered that God sometimes puts what you need in a vessel that you are likely to despise. It's amazing. And then He, has you, he expects you to be humble enough to receive it. And that's why you must never despise anybody. And I've told you many, for many years I keep saying it. A soul is a soul. A soul in Santin and a soul in uh, Tembisa is the same blood of Jesus. Are you following me? It's the same blood of Jesus because some of us have the habit or attitude of despising some people because of their status. We despise some people because maybe, you know, we feel they, they don't have this, they don't have that. No, stop it. God doesn't like that. Honor all men. Is that what the Bible says? Yeah. Honor all men. So it doesn't matter their level. You never can tell. Let me share this story. This is a real life story. Years ago, my sister-in-law, um, after university, she, was, she went to another city in Nigeria to, 
to work there. And she was looking for accommodation. She got, she got, she got to this house that which she loved, and uh, the agent now took her to meet the landlord of that house. Took her to meet the landlord of that house. She met the landlord, and then, what's your name? And she, she told the, the landlord her name. He says, what? Who is your father? She told him. Did you live in this place? Mentioned where they lived when they were kids. She said, yes. He said, oh my God. I used to be your driver. I used to be your driver. Throughout all my career as a driver, your father was the only person that treated me with dignity. And I can't believe that the man that was so kind to me, now his daughter is standing in front of me. He said, because of your father, you're going to stay here rent-free. For how long did she stay there? Five years rent-free. Five years rent-free. Where have you heard of that? Where have you heard such a thing? Five years rent-free. He was the one that inspired me to, to even try to improve my life. He's the one that motivated me. Look at what I have become. What I have become is because of this man. And there's no way I can reward him or repay him for what he has done in my life. Now I have the opportunity to show him some kindness. My sister-in-law lived in that house for five years. No rent. Tell someone you never can tell. Hallelujah. You never can tell. I'm telling you, God is far, far, far wiser than you. Amen. He knows why he brings certain people into your life. Yeah. He knows why they are there. Never, please, I beg you, with all my beggingness, <laughs> if there's a word like that, I beg you with all my beggingness, never look down on anybody. Never. Because you don't know. You don't know what he'll be tomorrow. I have several stories to confirm what I'm saying. I've seen it again and again and again. Never discriminate against anybody. And oh, well, she's a woman. Then you treat her like this. You are a fool. Oh, this one is this. Then you treat them like that. You don't know what God will put into that person that is the solution to your problem in future. But the day that that problem manifests, that's when that solution will come out. I mean, look at God gave the solution of Egypt's problem to a foreigner. To Joseph. What if they had killed him? They would have killed their solution. 
You get what I'm saying? So that's why I'm saying, and I'm not blaming anybody. I tell you, the devil is working. It's a spirit. And because the church has not raised people that will stand and say in the name of Jesus, this is not happening under my watch. The, the church has not raised people that walk in authority and counter that spirit. This spirit is gaining influence. It started years ago. Now it's getting stronger. It's getting more wicked. It's getting more fierce. You know what's happening? He's getting, he's growing. He's growing. And if we don't arrest it now, I'm telling you, by the time it has finished all the foreigners, it's coming for you. Yeah, that, 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 that's it. Oh, you're living in the suburbs. Oh, no, it's only happening in the townships and all of that. It's, it will come. It's the same spirit. Every year it wants blood. Yeah, that's what is happening. It wants blood. And then some people have the audacity to open their mouth and to begin to vomit rubbish into the, into, in, 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 into the media. Talking nonsense. It's because they don't know. And like Jesus will say, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they say. Hallelujah. So we need to take up a lamentation. We need to take up a lamentation for South Africa. Because you know the blood that was spilled is crying now. Do you know if God visits the land based on that blood, then we are in trouble. We are all in trouble. We are all in trouble. All the people that have been killed innocently. Yeah. In tr we're in trouble. So we need to go to God. If my people that are called by my name. Huh? You see, the solution is not with the government. It's with God's people. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves... And pray and seek my face. He says, I, the Lord, will hear from heaven and will heal their land. This land needs healing. The land is sick, it needs healing. The soul of this nation is, is, is wounded. It has been wounded from the past. From the past. It's been one kind of violence. You know, for generations, it's been going on and on and on. Now it has built up, it has metamorphosized into what we are seeing. So don't be fooled. It's going somewhere, but we're going to stop it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Let's, let's talk to God. Mighty God. We need to take up a lamentation for South Africa. Not under my watch. Satan is not going to take this nation. Satan is not going to take this land. Satan is not going to hijack the destiny of this nation. We, 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 we're going to stand in the gap. And we will say to the Lord. Lord have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Just begin, just begin to talk to the Lord. Begin to talk to the Lord. Mighty God.
This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.